We have new information on the murder of Ahmad Aubrey, on what was going on in the neighborhood that day, on more neighbors that were involved and are starting to give us real insight into how they even knew Ahmad was in the neighborhood, running through the neighborhood. I want to break it all down. I want to give you new information. We have new action steps for us to take together. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. You're going to hear me say this a lot here on the podcast. It's it's a hard lesson that I've learned after years and years of standing with so many families and fighting for justice so many times. The only justice we'll ever get is the justice we fight for. As you already know, they had no intention on arresting anybody in the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey. Not Travis McMichael, not Gregory McMichael. In fact, Gregory and Travis McMichael, they had moved on. They, they were being seen all over town at the grocery store. And the family of Ahmad was forced to just see them casually everywhere. I mean, that case was, in effect, basically closed. It had been passed around like a hot potato from county to county, DA to DA. And the DA they gave it to had no intention on ever making these arrests. It was not until we got involved and made this a national issue until millions of people filled out the petition and hundreds of thousands of you made phone calls that they then quickly made the arrest, the arrest that should have been made from the beginning. Well, now we know that not only will we have to do the same thing for William Roddy Bryan, but we're going to have to continue to fight from here until these men are convicted. The moment we let up, The moment we stop putting pressure on them, the moment people in power in Georgia get the impression that we're not on them and on this case, they're going to let up and drop the ball. They need to understand how invested we are, how frustrated and angry we are, and we have to continue to put the pressure on them that they deserve. Over the past 48 hours, I've gotten several new, very insightful bits of information. And there is something I have to say that is burning me up about this because we are finding residents of Satilla Shores, the neighborhood where Ahmaud Aubrey was killed in Brunswick, Georgia, who say nobody ever talked to them. Not police, not prosecutors, not the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, nobody. And that is alarming. I'm talking about people who were literally a home away from where Ahmad was killed. People whose home was really 20 feet, 30 feet away from where Ahmad was killed said, no, nobody ever spoke to us. What? Well, now that we are speaking to residents, we're starting to understand what was really going on because here was the question that I had and, and, and have continued to have over the past month. How did everybody know that Ahmad was jogging through the neighborhood? How did the whole neighborhood know? Gregory and Travis McMichael, they don't live next door to William Roddy Bryan. How did William Roddy Bryan know? How did Gregory and Travis McMichael know? How did they know who he was, where he was, 
Who told them? How did people all throughout the neighborhood, we now see and hear a 911 call that's not from William Roddy Bryan, that's not from uh, Gregory or Travis McMichael, but from another person at another part of the neighborhood. How did, how did they all know? Well, we now have that information. Inside of Satilla Shores, the neighborhood, they had a private Facebook group that they were basically using like a, an armed militia. And in that Facebook group, we now have screenshots of other posts from previous months of residents of Satilla Shores saying that if they ever saw somebody that didn't belong in their neighborhood and got the impression that they were committing crimes, that they were going to kill them. There was a man who posted uh, a post on there basically saying, if the wrong person comes through here, I'm killing them. And nobody was like, hold on, that's crazy. They were just amen in it. They all agreed. And what we now know is that on February 23rd, on that fateful Sunday afternoon, that residents of the entire neighborhood were texting each other about Ahmad, posting about Ahmad, calling each other about Ahmad, frantically. So much so that Travis and Gregory McMichael got their handguns and shotguns that William Roddy Bryan got in his car and what we hear appears to be him cocking a gun. Of course, he denies it because that's what he needs to do. But we hear it. Other gun experts have heard it and also say that's exactly what it is. And other neighbors also began coming out of their homes right away because they were texting, calling, and messaging each other through Facebook, through text messages, through phone calls, that they needed to confront Ahmaud Aubrey. Then William Roddy Bryan got in his car. William and Travis McMichael got in their car at first. Uh, uh, I mean, Gregory and Travis McMichael got in their truck. And at first, Gregory McMichael was sitting up front. Then he decides to get in the back so that he can move and aim his gun properly. Do you hear what I'm saying? They planned on a shooting going down. They planned on it. Not only that, but we have just been contacted by former classmates of Travis McMichael, who said that he was an open bigot, an open racist, who deleted any trace of his social media so that it would not come back to him and this case. They said he was obsessed with his racism and bigotry and that the moment they learned that it was him who shot and killed Ahmad, that not a single person who ever knew Travis McMichael would see that and be the least bit surprised. In fact, one person told us they were surprised that it had not happened sooner that he was an open racist, an open bigot. This was their moment where the neighborhood basically collapsed on Ahmad as he runs through. Now, they want to make Ahmad out 
to be a criminal. But let me remind you, the owner of the home that had no doors and no windows that Ahmad went in and came back out of has already openly said that Ahmad took nothing, did nothing, and caused no harm, and that he had no problem with it. The owner of that home has openly said he did not and would not want the McMichaels or William Roddy Bryan acting as some type of armed militia, that they did that on their own. And so here we are, with men that we now know are open racists, open bigots, getting their guns, and tracking Ahmad, not for 30 seconds, not for a minute, not for 90 seconds or two minutes or three minutes or four minutes, but nearly five minutes, they tracked and chased Ahmad all through that neighborhood. And it appears that Ahmad may have even been almost exhausted by the time that he finally got to Gregory and Travis McMichael. Travis McMichael walks around to the front of the truck and shoots Ahmad the first time the first shot went into Ahmad's chest. So Ahmad was mortally wounded from the very beginning. And at that point, Ahmad is just going to have to fight for his life. But he is critically injured with a shotgun blast to his chest. We hear on the audio Gregory McMichael, the father, telling his son to shoot Ahmad. And so here we have this new information. But William Roddy Bryan is still free roaming all over social media and the news media, being interviewed by anybody who's willing to talk to him, but not answering any tough questions about how he knew that Ahmad was in the neighborhood and what he planned to do, pretending as if he's a good citizen. I need to remind you that he didn't release this video. Someone else did, not his attorney, but people connected to the McMichaels. In fact, the attorney for Gregory McMichael says it was actually Gregory McMichael who released the video. We will see. All I know is that the man who participated with Gregory and Travis McMichael, who are in jail right now, the man who participated in this confrontation and boxing in of Ahmad is still free. He wasn't there as a good Samaritan. He wasn't there as a good citizen. In fact, experts have watched the video that is filmed by William Roddy Bryan and say that his lack of noise and emotion from the shooting shows very well that he knew that's exactly what was going on. That if he had no idea that there was about to be a shooting, he would have screamed or flinched or said, oh, hell no, like anybody normal would have. But he did nothing. He did nothing. Said nothing. Said nothing. Moved. Moved. You know, true crime podcasts are a guilty pleasure for so many people, but society has a case of missing white woman syndrome. <laughs> you know, there's a fascination with covering missing or endangered white women. True crime cases that involve people of color just don't get the same attention. But a new podcast called Bruh, It's a Murder fills that void and brings these cases of color to light, and I love it. Bruh, It's a Murder is a true crime podcast hosted by my friend Andre 
and it blends the exploration into cold cases with fresh musical elements. Each episode ends with music from an up-and-coming artist, and I really dig it. I just listened to the episode Justice for Joshua, where Andre digs into the unsolved murder of a 22-year-old black man named Joshua Delaney. I want you to check out that episode. Bruh, It's a Murder is on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and everywhere else you can get a podcast. You can also go directly to the show's website. It's bruhissamurder.com. B-R-U-H-I-S-S-A murder.com. Don't wait. Listen and subscribe now. It's true crime in living color. For the next 48 hours, we have put new numbers on our hotline for Ahmad at 770-800-0689. If you call that number, 770-800-0689, we have put new numbers to connect you with, new offices, new targets, new staff, new people who can call for William Roddy Bryan to be charged and arrested with the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey. Here's what I know. We can't let up. And our team right now, at this very moment, is literally manning that hotline, regularly changing out the numbers whose voice mailboxes are full. If you call that number, save it in your phone, lock it in your phone, 770-800-0689. That's our hotline for Ahmaud, okay? Save it in your num- in your phone as Hotline for a mod or justice for a mod or run with mod, whatever you want to, that number will stay the same. But what happens when you call that number, our team is changing it every hour. As voicemail boxes get full, when you get a full voicemail box, press star. If you get another office that's full, press star. If you leave a voicemail after you finish, don't hang up, press star. If you get to speak to somebody, say at the governor's office, who pretty much makes sure that somebody always answers the phone there, After you talk to somebody at the governor's office, don't hang up. What do you do? Press star. And we need you to call these numbers every day. Call all day today, all day tomorrow at 770-800-0689. Keep calling. Call all day, every day, all day today, all day tomorrow as we continue to put pressure on them. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break, 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 break.